in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bullyproofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent. We're not captive to a mothership. And we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's best for you. So when you come in to visit, we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. Call us, 513-575-9600. Five, four. And, you know, folks, when you come in to visit, there's no meter running. It's completely complimentary. And we're going to meet as many times necessary to fully analyze your situation to complete a personalized income plan for you. And for your convenience, we do have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and across the pond in beautiful Florence, Kentucky. And imagine this, you're going to meet one or all three of the guys that you make a connection with, Barry, James, or Greg, over the Weeks, months, and sometimes years till you pick up the phone. If you have a 401k, 403b, some kind of company plan, and you want to roll that out into a traditional IRA or perhaps a Roth, depending on the tax status, we can help you do that. If you're no longer with a company, chances are your money shouldn't be either. And even if you are with a company and you're over 59 and a half, you can roll it out soon and take control of it. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Shoot us over an email. We're going to answer every single one team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. James, what's going on today? Well, today's topic is about the end of the year financial to-do oh, list. Boy. Yes, it's that time of the year again. So we've made a list. We checked it twice. And some of these different financial planning items and to-dos, it is not too late just yet, but it's getting really, really close. So the recommendation also, if you're going to make some of these end of the year moves, don't wait until the week after Christmas, do it the week before Christmas. There's not just you who's doing these different types of financial moves or investment moves. There's maybe nationwide millions of people doing the same thing. So don't risk it. Get it done as soon as possible. And our phone number, we're here to help. 513-575-9654. Now, that being said about financial moves, it's also true that what we think of as the Christmas holiday is going to look a little bit different, maybe even a lot different this year. Instead of in-person family gatherings, maybe there's going to be virtual gatherings. Instead of going shopping at the actual shopping malls themselves, maybe you're doing just the online shopping. But nevertheless, whatever the case may be in your situation, the good news when it comes to your financial picture, it's not too late. And today's show is designed to provide you with at least somewhat of a short list of financial planning and also retirement to-dos before the year ends. So, for it's starters... close, though, James. Yeah, we're getting really close. Don't wait till the 28th. <laughs> Should you make that extra 401k contribution? Should you do a Roth conversion? A Roth, a conversion from traditional accounts to a Roth account? Are there any... Special tax moves such as harvesting your tax gains or, in some cases, harvesting your tax losses before the end of the year. So whatever the case may be, the game plan, the financial plan, 
They hit the ground running in 2021. That's what today's show is all about. Your year-end financial to-do list. Barry? That's right. Well, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, here's some things we're going to talk about that might, you know, be thought-provoking for you. How much can you contribute to a 401k slash 403b per year? And how much can you contribute to Roth, traditional, SEPs? They're all a little different, and some are higher than others. What types of strategies can you look at to potentially decrease your tax burden? As, as you know, we have a tax department here. What better place to go to help you with your taxes than the same people who invest? What's your favorite phrase? Pay your fair share. Yeah, but... don't tip too. James can help you with that. He's our He heads up our tax department and our Medicare department as well. For those do-it-yourselfers out there, should you rebalance your investment portfolio prior to the end of year? And do you even know what that means to rebalance uh, based on your risk tolerance? Should you make extra payments on your debt obligations? Of course, I always think you should if you can afford it. Have you started taking RMD distributions? You didn't have to this year. Should you make a charitable contribution? And if yes, should you should you do charitable distributions from your IRA? Should you realize, James just talked about this, or harvest your taxable gains? And is it time to revisit your budget, your expense budget? You know, a couple things about the charitable contributions. The what's called the QCD, the Qualified Charitable Distribution from your IRA, is a very effective tax planning and also financial planning type of maneuver. But if you don't have to take money out of your IRA this year, our first recommendation is simply don't take the money out of your IRA. Leave it in your account, let it grow, and only take it out when you have to take it out. So in other words, if you need the money for cash flow, yes, go ahead and take your distributions from your retirement accounts. But if you don't need the money for current cash flow, then that's when you leave the money in your account. That's our first recommendation. The second one is the charitable contributions. Now, whether you're doing the charitable contributions from your like checking account, your savings account, or from your IRA, well, that's part of your financial planning discussion that you should have with your financial advisor. The other thing, too, that is a little bit different for this year, and this is where there's a little bit of an extra bonus for people who don't otherwise itemize their deductions on your taxes, is that Uncle Sam is going to let you claim an extra $300 of your cash-based charitable contributions as part of your standard deduction for 2020. So if you've not yet made any charitable contributions, write a check for at least $300 to your favorite charity, church, for example, and that that means you get to claim it on your taxes for this year. So just an extra little bonus tip when it comes to your taxes of things that might help you when it comes to tax planning. All right, now, Barry, let's go ahead and talk about, instead of the New Year's resolutions, how about the what we should think of instead of the let's wait till next year to do these moves, let's do these before the end of the year types yeah. of moves. Yeah, you hear people talk about that, New Year's resolutions. Uh, New Year's coming, let's get going, let's take care of some things. I've always thought this is kind of a funny thing, James, because you need to just do it. You don't have to have a, year, a change in the year to do things. Why wait? Why wait for the new year? If you have money and you want to make sure you handle and manage your money the best way, do not wait. Get things in order right now, starting today. It's heck of a lot easier to set a goal and say, 
I have this done before the end of the year than it is to set a goal and have unlimited time, basically, 365 days to achieve the new year. And if this year has taught you anything, this 2020 COVID-19 catch, it's it's that anything, absolutely anything can happen. And none of us have tomorrow promised to us. So our suggestion is don't wait, do it now. Let's act on some things before the year runs out. All right. So for starters, those employer-based plans like the 401ks and the 403bs, what exactly are the contribution limits? How much should people contribute? And let's start there. First things first, our recommendation is and has always been that if you're able to contribute at least at least up to the employer match, that's what you should do. Free money. Free it, it absolutely is is like turning down free money if you don't do the contributions up to the employer match. Now, should you go above and beyond the employer match? Well, this is really a tax discussion more than anything else, because typically we recommend to privately invest your monies after the employer match. But if you're in a relatively high tax bracket and you're capped out based on your income of being able to take a tax deduction for your IRA contributions, then it becomes a discussion point about, well, age-wise, are you better off doing a Roth contribution? Or tax-wise, are you better off maximizing those employer-sponsored accounts, like the 401ks and the 403bs. So as far as the numbers are concerned, if you're under the age of 50, the maximum employee contribution is $19,500. And if you're over the age of 50, that goes up to $26,000. And these numbers will not change for 2021. So whatever you have for 2020 contributions, the limits are also the same for 2021. Now, if you have a traditional or Roth IRA that you're looking at making contributions to, the combined limit, that means you can do traditional and or Roth, and the combined limit you can put in is $6,000, again, if you're under the age of 50. And if you're over the age of 50, then it bumps up to $7,000. But reminder of this about the deadlines. So the 401k, the 403b employer contributions, your deadline is December 31st to have this done. For the IRA contributions, you actually have until tax day, typically April 15th, to do this for tax year 2020. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we are an independent investment advisory firm with a fiduciary responsibility to do what's best for you. So when you come in to visit, we're going to work for you as clients. Now, companies and folks, there's no meter running. Leave your wallet and person home. 
Bring your license, though, if you're driving, driver's license. We'll meet on a complimentary basis, no cost whatsoever. We're going to fully analyze your situation, meet as many times. Usually it takes a couple, maybe three meetings to decide if we want to work together, at which time it will be very clear on what our fees are or a fee-based investment firm. We have multiple locations uh, for your convenience. Milford is our home office. Love to see you here on the east side of Cincinnati, Blue Ash, Westchester, and even Florence, Kentucky. And imagine this, you're going to meet one or all three of the guys, Barry, James, or Greg, who you listen to over the weeks, months, and sometimes years. Now, if you're no longer with a company, but you have money and a company plan, 403B, 401K, something like that, chances are you should roll that out. It's tax neutral. You can invest it how you want to invest it. We can help you with that, help you roll it out. And it opens up the whole investment world for you. Give us a call at 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And, you know, we're going to get right into charitable giving and, and tax deduction. You know, another common topic we hear, especially James, People typically focus on year-end taxes. It's that time of year. More importantly, doing things that may save them money in 2020. And 2020 is a good year. We're at a historical tax rate. So what can you do, if anything? Well, let's start with charitable giving. If you give to charity, do before 1231, like now or next week, and you'll get a credit for taxes in 2020. Now, there's no RMD, required minimum distribution, uh, in 2020, they waived that uh, for the through the CARES Act. Uh, if you're over the age of 70 and a half, you can do what's called a QCD, Qualified Charitable Distribution, from your IRA up to $100,000. That's pretty generous, James. QCDs can only be done with IRAs, not 401ks or 403Bs. Now, the CARES Act legislation added another 300 above that line. James talked about this earlier deduction for charitable contributions. So you get to add 300 to your standard deductions if you donate to a charity. In-kind, non-cash do donations do not count. It must be categorically cash, check, credit card, something like that. Just a little nugget here. And this does come up once in a while, this question about the 1231 deadline. So yes, if you write the check prior to 1231, checks in the mail, it still can count towards tax year 2020. It's it's as simple as that. If you it's the same concept of you charge something on your credit card. Just because you haven't yet paid your credit card bill does mean that you did not incur the expense of 2020. So once again, if you've written a check, if you sent the check prior to 1231, you can still count that on your 2020 taxes. Now, the next topic or the next part of this subject is about taking gains and losses. That is to say, tax either gain harvesting or tax loss harvesting. And yes, there will be some people out there who have a combination of both. They have some positions that are way up. They have maybe gains that they need to realize before the end of the year, or maybe they have losses that might help to offset otherwise what you would owe for taxes. That's the tax loss harvesting. So if you have an after-tax brokerage account, investment account, where you have securities such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, exchange-traded funds, things like that, then likely there's some unrealized gains or perhaps losses 
that could be to your advantage if you then sell those positions, which is to say you realize the gains or the losses before the end of the year. So the other consideration to make, though, is how does this impact the potential of either a long-term gain versus a short-term gain? And why that matters is because the tax brackets, the tax rates. So for starters, if, you're, if your marginal tax rate is, say, 10% or 12%, if you're in a pretty low tax bracket otherwise, long-term capital gains, which also includes qualified dividends, get taxed at 0% on the federal side. If you're in a higher tax bracket, that means 22, 24, 28, 32, those types of tax rates, then the long-term capital gains tax rates are only, and I say only, 15%. So instead of paying 24% on ordinary or short-term gains, you could be paying 15% if it's a long-term gain. That's why it does matter as far as if you had the potential at least for these assets to be stretched into long-term capital gains. Long-term means that you owned it for at least a year and a day. That one day, by the way, does matter. So if you've owned it for at least one year plus one day, it counts as a long-term capital gain. So once again, the, the capital gains or the tax loss harvesting, the tax gains harvesting, major tax discussion to be had with a qualified tax advisor, by the way, and also your financial advisor. Hopefully it's the same type of person. That's someone such as us, by the way, that we can and we will provide investment advice. And we also can and will provide tax advice to our clients. All right. So keep that in mind when you're making a decision about should I be a do-it-yourselfer? Should I go work with someone who does one but not the other? It does matter. It matters not just simply what you make, but also what you get to keep when it comes to your investments. So keep in mind, Brown Financial Advisors, we can help with all of this. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Now, when it comes to the RMDs, those required minimum distributions, we've mentioned this before, but for 2020, there is no required distribution. And that applies to all types of retirement accounts. That means your traditional IRAs. That means your beneficiary IRAs. None of those are required to be distributed at all during 2020. Now, that being said, if you have a need for the cash flow, then go ahead and take your distributions. And if you're also doing a tax strategy where you're paying your estimated taxes from your IRAs and you don't otherwise take your IRA distributions, well, then remember this. You got to make sure that you pay your taxes. So pay those some way from some account. Otherwise, Uncle Sam will penalize you when it comes to your tax return. Also, when it comes to either taking your distributions or not, how does that impact overall your tax brackets, your tax rates? How does that impact things like your Medicare premiums? How does it impact the taxable portion of your Social Security benefits? All those are so important when it comes to the overall tax strategy. So once again, work with not only a financial advisor, but also a tax advisor for these types of considerations. That means you should have proper tax withholdings either directly from those IRA distributions or account for the taxes from those distributions and have your taxes withheld from other sources. For Uncle Sam, they don't really care if you're withholding taxes from your IRAs, if you're withholding taxes from your Social Security, if you're withholding taxes from your pension 
or from your W-2 wage income. What Uncle Sam cares about is that you're withholding taxes or paying taxes, whether it be writing estimated payment checks or tax withholdings from other sources. As long as Uncle Sam gets paid, he's okay with that. Now, also, when it comes to what should you do if you have extra cash flow? That means if you're taking money from your IRA or perhaps not taking as much money from your IRA, and again, if cash flow is sufficient otherwise, well, then what should you do with the excess funds? Should you spend it? Should you save it? Should you reinvest it? And quite often, maybe it's a combination of all the above that makes the most sense. So our recommendation, by the way, is simply reinvest whatever you don't need for your current cash flow from these qualified accounts into a non-qualified account. Non-qualified means that it's a non-IRA account. Keep that money working for you is the point. Barry, any thoughts? Well, uh, that is true. Don't don't wait. Uh, we Oftentimes, almost every year, somebody waits to the last week of the year and they want it like to do a, a Roth conversion or, or something that's going to help them uh, save on taxes. But James, just, just get it done. If you're going to make the decision, do it early in December. Get it like done. Right. Great advice. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the Roth conversion, not only your tax discussion should be had, but also your investment discussion should be had. Does it change what your investment possibilities are if you're converting from traditional to the Roth? Does it change or does it impact your Social Security and your Medicare premiums if you convert to a Roth? That's why you should consult with someone such as us. We can help. Brown Financial Advisors, 513-575-9654. And stay tuned to listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound of Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. As always, we're an independent advisory firm, investment advisory firm. We have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So when you come in to visit, we're going we're gonna to work for you as clients, not companies. We're not captive to a mothership. We're going to pick unique stuff for you. It's going to be we're going to fully analyze your situation and complete a personalized, uh, we call it a compass report, income plan for you, completely at no cost. We have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, Kentucky. And if you're no longer with a company and you have a 401k, 403b, some kind of company plan, we can help you roll that out. It's tax neutral. Invest it. Open the, open the world up to investing on what you can choose instead of just a captive number of mutual funds. Give us a call. 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com and shoot us over an email, like always, at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Let's briefly talk about budgeting. Sometimes it's a sore word. A lot of people don't do it. A lot of our clients don't do it. Tracking expenses so you know what you're actually uh, paying for. So with a little advanced planning, the year end is a perfect time to realign your budget and expense needs and keep items in check. This is especially important if you're considering retiring soon so you can get a handle on what you're going to spend when that income stops coming in. Uh, we suggest that you sit down with a budget calculator or worksheet, use Excel or something like that, walk through typically monthly. And don't forget the coffee at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or this or that. Put it all in there and see how much you're actually spending. 
If you find out you're spending more than you should, well, you know what to do. You got to shave some things off. Now, when you have a retirement date set, this exercise will help you keep, uh, will help you determine if you're ready to retire and it will build confidence. Now, having a monthly income goal is a great way to determine whether you save enough to actually make it through retirement. You don't want to run out of money before you run out of life, folks. This also will help you determine what the best investment portfolio, in other words, your risk tolerance needs to be to generate the additional income that you're going to need. James? Well, when it goes to the typical monthly expenses, don't forget that it does have peaks and valleys, your typical expenses. That means you might have holiday spending habits that are a little bit different or sometimes very different from what would otherwise be your typical spending habits. So keep that in check, too, when it comes to what you're spending for the holidays. Try not to go overboard. Don't blow your budget is maybe the point about that. Christmas, the holidays, it's more about spending time together, whether it's in person or virtually this year. I, I think the uh, let's just say that's the most important thing is family, friends, spending time together. All right. Now, when it comes to financial planning and investment accounts, reviewing those before the end of the year. Well, it's once again, the New Year's resolution that most people say, well, after the first of the year, I'm going to start doing this. Once again, our recommendation is don't wait. Do it now. Schedule an appointment with someone such as us, a qualified financial advisor, and review things like your current investment allocations. What are the fees that you're paying? Sometimes what you think you're paying is not what you're actually paying. So take a look at not only your internal, but also your external fees. And depending upon the types of accounts you have, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to do. That's one of the reasons why when you come see us, we can run a portfolio analysis review, a PAR report, and we can show you. It's like shining a light underneath that rock to say, here's what your actual costs are for those investments. Another one to look at is your current amount of market risk that you're taking or your appetite for market risk. And it's easy to say when the markets are doing well that you want to be aggressive. And it's also easy to say that when the markets are not doing well that you want to be conservative. The problem is knowing ahead of time what is going to happen. Our recommendation, our advice is be true to yourself. If you're not usually an aggressive investor, then don't pretend to be one and try to time the market. That That's a fool's game when it comes to trying to do the market timing. Yeah, in other words, when the market's up, like 2019 or even this year, you're an aggressive investor, but it went down, you want to be conservative. That's not how it works, James. Yes. Sometimes it's also a good idea to give investment accounts, different types of accounts, like a job description or job title, a purpose for that particular bucket or account of your your money, your nest egg. All right, so those are just different things to do when it comes to your financial and your investment accounts. Here's some money moves to also look at doing before the end of the year. Starts with this, and Barry mentioned this before, understanding your cash flow. That means what's coming in, what's going out, your inflows and your outflows. So not only how much did you make as far as income in 2020, how much did you spend? Have your expenses or has your income changed due to the COVID? What are your holiday spending habits? What are the other types of occasions, special occasions like birthdays and anniversaries? What are those spending habits? How about this? 
beef up that emergency fund. That means cash reserves to fall back on when times maybe get tough, all right? How's this for a number? 14% of U.S. adults were forced to empty, not just take, but empty their emergency savings during the pandemic. And if you don't have a cushion already on hand, then that should be the goal. Yes, after 2021 starts, your next year's resolution to build up at least three to six months worth of expenses as your emergency fund. Now, here's a reminder about that. Your emergency fund doesn't have to be sitting in your bank account collecting dust, doesn't have to be in your freezer or your mattress by that matter either. Liquid could mean that you're having the funds readily available within either one hour, which is to say at your local bank, or within one week, which is to say in your investment account. Barry, what's next? Well, rebalance your portfolio. This is important for an actually managed, well-managed portfolio. For do-it-yourselfers out there, it's a good practice to revisit your investment portfolio at least at least once a year, especially if you have big swings in the market, like the COVID March, February, March. Make sure investments are aligned with your risk tolerance. Now, you may not be properly allocated as diversified or as diversified as you thought. And over time, if you don't rebalance, things will get out of whack. And when I say rebalancing, uh, let's say your stock sh- shot up like in 2019, and all of a sudden, instead of a 60-40, which is a moderate, 60 equity, 40 bonds, you're now 80 and 20 because your stocks have increased. Well, that is aggressive. That's moderate aggressive. You're out of your risk tolerance. So then you need to sell some fixed income investments like bonds and buy more bonds and sell stocks to keep you at 60-40. So that's important that uh, you stay that way. So how about this, James? Shop for better insurance. It's a good practice to review your policies, home, auto, life. Understand that you're paying for the coverage of them, how much you're paying, and make sure you're adequately covered in case of an emergency. You can call your agent or insurer directly and ask for a lower price, bundle savings. They are willing to deal if if they know that you might be looking around to leave. Set specific goals for 2021. Think about what you want to accomplish financially next year. The more specific you can be, the better. Write down your goals that step up to more powerful and start thinking about them. Tape you know, tape your list to your bathroom mirror or refrigerator, but stick to it. James? Yeah, some thoughts about these. Uh, when it comes to your risk tolerance, another factor that's very important is your time horizon. What that means is that are you looking at investing for future growth or are you looking at investing for maybe current income? Now, if you're taking income currently from your investment account, that changes usually the purpose of that particular investment account. It it does may it does sometimes matter greatly how you're either taking income from your portfolio or not taking money from that portfolio, otherwise known as income, as far as what maybe those investments should be. Sometimes it's trying trying to serve two masters at the same time, it doesn't really work that well. It doesn't mean that it can't be done, just means that you need to tread very carefully when it comes to the time horizon on that. Now, the other one too that we've seen from time to time is the investment clients who want to go to cash. Uh, our, our, mistake. 
Our advice, very simply, is don't do that. For long-term investing, that's yes. true. Long-term investing. Now, that being said, if you want to move to a more conservative portfolio, maybe because you're scared of the market or you're scared of what's going to happen as far as the global macroeconomic factors that are occurring right now. But our recommendation is very simply this. If you have a portion of your money that's properly allocated to the market, that means you're not taking on too much market risk. Remember we said before about being true to yourself. So if you're scared of the market, that means you're not an aggressive investor. That means you should not be aggressively invested in the market. You should be more of a moderate or balanced type of investor. So if you were properly allocated to begin with, you would not be making these rash decisions or trying to make these rash decisions about, I'm going to time the market, I'm going to go to cash. So don't do that. Pick stay, a risk and stick with it. Pick a risk. Very well put, Barry. Excellent. Pick a risk. Stay with it. All right. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound of Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent, not captive to a mothership. And we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. When you give us a call, schedule an appointment. We can do a phone appointment in person. Just give us a call, 513-575-9654. There's no meter running. Leave your wallet and purse at home. We're going to meet on a complimentary basis to fully analyze your situation and come up with a, a retirement plan for you. Uh, we have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, Kentucky. As always, if you're no longer with a company, your money shouldn't be either. Usually, 401k, 403b, roll it out. Tax neutral, take control. We can help you. BrownFinancialAdvisors.com is our website. Team at BrownFinancialAdvisors.com is our email. Send us an email. We'll answer it. James? All right. Now, we've been talking about different types of financial and money moves to make before the end of the year. Well, here's something else, too, that does go hand in glove with your finances and your financial goals, which is to focus on your health, both the mental and the physical health. So staying physically and also mentally healthy, very important right now. 40% of adults, U.S. adults, said that they were struggling with mental health or substance abuse. And this is during a June study from the CDC. So yes, one of the impacts we've had from all these shutdowns, from all of this COVID stuff that's been going around, is that it's had a dramatic impact on people's mental health. And what happens is when you're not taking care of yourself, maybe not only on a mental, but also physical spectrum, is that your finances start taking a hit because you start slipping into negative habits. So when you're not in a good place physically and mentally, you start having bad habits that creep in financially. And then conversely, when you are feeling good, you are less inclined to buy unnecessary items. So it does have an impact as far as your mental, your physical, to your financial, which also means 
take a few moments and review your financial goals. Make sure that you are on track, or if you're not on track, get back on track or try to get back on track with your retirement savings and make some tweaks to your portfolio if necessary. So yes, one of the things that the CARES Act and other types of legislation did was it made it easier for people to reach into their retirement accounts and not be penalized for taking monies out of those retirement accounts. Think of that as the break glass only in case of emergency. So that should really be about your last resort is taking it from your future self, which is to say taking it from your retirement accounts. So if you have already done that, this is like saying, I've already done this, so now what? Well, now's maybe the time to catch back up on those retirement accounts. And if you have a financial advisor, make sure, this is a reminder too about our clients, make sure that you see and or meet with us at least on a annual basis. That means either meeting virtually or on the phone can sometimes work just effectively as an in-person visit. And if you have other types of short-term financial goals, well, this is the time to develop a plan to meet those. Barry, how about the next one? Yeah, uh, check your taxes. For those who do unemployment benefits, probably a lot of you out there, yes, they are considered taxable income. And if you haven't set aside money for that, try to start. You likely owe federal and state taxes on that money. Speak with a tax professional like James here uh, to make sure there isn't something you should be doing by the end of the year, like estimated tax payments to mitigate your tax position. You may consider, like he said earlier, loss, harvesting, gains, selling some of the gains, assets on record. Spend or use the money in your FSA or your HRAs if those funds expire at the end of the year. And shore up cash reserves. The pandemic has highlighted the need for an emergency fund, and we've talked about it three to six months. If you have the means, make sure you have savings and investments set aside i.e. liquid, and it doesn't have to be gathering dust in a bank account like James just mentioned to cover three to six months expenses. Yes, and reminder, contribute at least to the match on your 401ks, your 403bs, or other types of employer-sponsored plans. And that does, for the self-employed people out there, sometimes also include SEP IRAs. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But if you have a simple IRA, if you have any type of employer-sponsored plan, you should always unless there's a dramatic impact on your cash flow, you should always try to contribute at least up to the employer match. And if you're in a higher tax bracket, this is where you start thinking about the game of arbitrage. So arbitrage is where you're playing around with the different rates. And I know it sounds kind of crass to say playing, but we are talking about if you are conceivably in a higher tax bracket now, which If you're still in the accumulation phase, most people are. And then when you're in the distribution phase, otherwise known as retirement, typically most people are in lower tax brackets, lower tax rates. So that's why it's an incentive to put monies into traditional types of retirement accounts, such as a traditional 401k, a traditional 403b, even a traditional IRA, to take advantage of the higher tax rates of making your contributions. Another way of looking at that on your savings is let's just say that your overall tax rate is 25% between federal and state. That means Uncle Sam is going to give you a 25% contribution, otherwise known as tax savings, to make retirement account contributions. 
So consider this. Every $1,000 that you add to your retirement account reduces your tax obligation by $250. If your overall tax bracket and tax rate, therefore, is 30%, then you have an overall 30% savings. That's why it really makes a lot of sense, at least in the early years, with especially those who have higher tax rates, to consider doing the traditional retirement accounts instead of the Roth retirement accounts. Here's another one. Ask for help. That help. means if you're struggling with putting together your financial plans, ask for help. That means come see someone such as us, a qualified investment and financial advisor. Look for opportunities. That means don't be afraid to look around for maybe a better job. If you're unhappy, unfulfilled at work, seek out positions maybe within that same job or in that same employer that might be more fulfilling. Barry, what's next? Well, Let's talk about some money moves that you should make before you're in. You know, investors are always looking to do a little portfolio housekeeping as the year ends. That's especially true for this crazy year, 2020. It's a year very volatile with swings and different things, Congress, presidential lockdowns and all this stuff. Review your RMD. The CARES Act passed earlier this year allows retirees to forego taking RMD distributions for this year. It starts up next year. Understand the future tax implications of taking an IRA distribution this year or not. How about the 60-day rollover rule? If an unwanted, unneeded distribution occurred, you have 60 days to fully complete a rollover, and it, you don't have to pay taxes on it. You can put it back in, basically. We can help you do that. What okay? that means is for people who had systematic RMDs on file, and maybe they didn't change that before the end of the year, and the money came out of the account, well, you have 60 days to put the money back in, either partially or in full. So you don't have to put all of it back in, maybe only some of it back in. And it's especially true if you had taxes withheld from that distribution. So let's just say you took 10000 out of your IRA. You didn't want to take it out, but it still got taken out. And 1000 of that got sent to Uncle Sam. Well, your choice is simply this. Restore 9000 via the 60-day rollover rule. And just know that you had $1,000 that went towards your taxes. And the other option is get $1,000 out of your checking and savings account and now restore the full $10,000 and just reconcile on your tax return. The other part, when it comes to the Roth IRA conversion, to convert or not to convert, that's the question, right? So how about this? Instead of skipping that R&D just because Congress said you could, how about this? Instead of skipping the RMD, convert it to the Roth. Yes, you'll have to pay taxes on the amount converted, but as long as you have a properly seasoned Roth, think of the five-year rule, then all the gains are tax-free. What's better than tax-deferred? Well, it's tax-free. Barry, what's next? Well, fund a health savings account if you can. People with high-deductible health care plans should consider opening or continue funding HSA. It's tax-deferred. Uh, they roll over annually. And even when you go on Medicare and you can't do it anymore, you can still use the money, pay premiums, whatever you want medical related to do. So it's one of the few ways to pass money, contributions, earnings, distributions through our system tax-free. Medicare and HSAs do not mix. In other words, when you go on Medicare, you can't continue contributing to your HSA, but you can use it until it runs out. There's more. There's much more. Off on about the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654.
Call us. We can help. Hey, thanks for listening today. We work for you as clients, not companies. You can find our podcast at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Have a great week. Remember this, folks. Sound money. What good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. 